Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The story in the NFL was in 2023. The number one story, what would you say? Taylor Swift. No. What's wrong with you? Well, Tom Brady retiring. Tom Brady. In a hundred years. We're going to be talking about Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls, not some pop star wiggling in a luxury suite. What's wrong with you? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome everybody to the RP Show Hour 2. Shame on me. You're not supposed to ask somebody what's wrong with you. You're not supposed to. I hope Darren's forgot about it. I'm sure he has. Let's find out. As he joins us here in hour two, Darren Moose DuPont. It's and, not about me forgetting, wait, it's about me forgiving. Right? Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> is, is this mic booming in like crazy or is it just me? Guys, let me know. Um, okay. Okay. Okay, they got it. So I want to open this hour talking about hockey. I really do. It is December after all, and it is winter. Um, but it also getting to the thick of the NFL season. And since the guys played the clip of you talking about Taylor Swift being the number one NFL story, I sniff a poll question. Yeah. For football Friday. What's, what's the number one story in the NFL or sports for that matter? Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey or Tom Brady retiring. My God, people don't let me down. You have to vote for Tom <laughs> Brady retiring, but John in Edmonton, just before the break, asked what I thought about Taylor Swift and the fact that when she's there at the Chiefs games, they win. When she's not there, they lose. And he goes on to say, if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, Taylor Swift won't be there. She's on tour. They're not going to win. Oh, my God. Stop the world I want to get off. <laughs> Allie in Texarkana writes in. She says, happy Tuesday, everyone. Sorry I'm late. Christmas stuff at work. No apology needed, Allie. Jen from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, hopefully the oil can bounce back tonight against the Islanders. Yes, I just want to mention Bill Edwards. Where the heck is it? Our viewer, there he is. He says, morning all. Sorry I'm late. I love the people that apologize for being late. It's good. He's the guy that gave us the latest set design, the Don, Ron and Don bobblehead. And we're not going to start a holy war today talking about Ron McLean and Don Cherry. And now I guess I kind of started it by putting a photo of this bobblehead on social media. And it, uh, I, all I did was put a photo up. That's it, Darren. But I knew the people would start getting into it. And maybe these two will come back together. 
No, no. Can we please just acknowledge they were together on the air for 30 years. Smile because it happened. Don't cry because it's over. We got to we gotta move on. But I just want to thank Bill Edwards because he's checked in here this morning and said, hey, good morning. Thank you, Bill. Your package has arrived. I appreciate you so much. I love my da bobbleheads. I love these guys. Thank you. Uh, do you have anything on that before I switch gears on anything? Two, we've opened the hour two quick things. One, that's a great lesson. You know, don't just don't try and recreate the past all the time. I'm um, just be happy that it happened and understand that the, the pages of the book have turned and we move forward. Don't look back. Um, but the second one, and I would be upset if I didn't get this in. I was thinking about it yesterday. You mentioned poll question, Brady or Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift. That's a great poll. But yesterday we were talking about Goudreau and Kachuk. Save this in your back pocket. Who has a better chance or who wins a cup first? Goudreau or Kachuk or the Flames? Because you said those guys might never win a cup. Uh, and they might not. And neither might the Flames. I didn't, I didn't say it. A viewer said it. Mm. And I called yeah. him out on it. Yeah. I never said that. Because, listen, I, this is where I learned to never say that. Because a former coach of Eddie Belfour's, who will remain nameless... I won't even say where he played, um, but it was prior to 1999. Let's put it that way. A former coach of Eddie Belfour said to me, that guy will never win a Stanley Cup. No team with Ed Belfour playing will ever win a Stanley Cup. And I believed the guy because I had a lot of respect for him. And then when the Dallas Stars got him prior to the 1999 Stanley Cup run, I'm like, oh, great. My buddy says that <laughs> they're never going to win a Stanley Cup. And then they do. Yeah. So from that point forward, I'm like, no, no, no. I won't believe that when anybody says. Never's a long time, as Gary Echeverry says. And well, we had the people last year, the Fajardo critics. We won't call them haters, just the critics. Oh, enjoy. He'll never win a Grey Cup. And then he does and shoved it right down their throat. So, no, I'm not saying anything that Kachuk will never win a Stanley Cup or a good row. It was just a scorned Flames fan, which before we get to that, Hey, I just want to say hey from my guy Ryan Schultz. Used to work with him. DJ to the stars, now the voice of the OCN Storm. He writes and he says, hello, guys. Wishing you all a happy holiday and all the best. Merry Christmas on my behalf from the OCN Storm and the Keystone Junior Hockey League. Jeff in Yorkton writes and he says, can Connor Bedard win a Stanley Cup before Connor McDavid? Yeah, that's just kind of silly talk because at this point, Bedard's nowhere close. And who knows if the orders ever will. But what's on my mind is this. NHL tonight, 3, 6, 9, 11 games in the NHL, including the Leafs home to the New York Rangers. And because they're not my team, the Leafs, I don't have their vibe. I don't get their vibration, their vibe. I just don't. I would have thought, looking at the odds and the rosters last week, that the, that the Maple Leafs would have just rolled over Columbus. But you called them losing. So you have your finger way more on the pulse of that hockey team than me. Um, I got my, my pulse on certain things. The Leafs just aren't one. You called it. So what's your yeah. read on the Rangers at the Leafs tonight? Because I have no clue. Well, yeah, and Toronto you know, plays Pittsburgh and beats them 7 nothing without Matthews and Riley on the weekend. But then you pull <laughs> out to like 30,000 feet and take a look, and I was you know, looking into it. The Leafs are 10-1-4. Since the, the early part of November, I think it's the 10th or something. And over that time, it's the best record in the National Hockey League. Um, and that kind of feels a little surprising to me to hear that. I wouldn't have thought that would be the case. 
I wouldn't have put them there as the best team in the National Hockey League right now. But maybe they're playing like it. And this is another test. Uh, but you have to play at an elite level against everybody. That's what the good teams do. That's what the great contenders do. Yeah, you have an off night here and there. But you play well against everybody. So they played well against the Rangers the last time they met. I think it was last week or the week before. And now they'll meet them again tonight. So I'm curious to see uh, what Leafs team comes to play tonight. Pretty sad that you have to ask that because yeah. when you have teams that you know what they're going to bring, those are usually the contenders, man. And that's why I just can't get down with this Leafs team. Can I ask you this? Have they yet, as we approach the Christmas break, faced adversity all year, the Leafs? I mean, I've watched the game singularly, but I haven't looked at their season as a whole. Have they faced adversity at any point? I guess define adversity, but no, I like. It feels like not really. Um, Clark could be somebody asked too, because he's watched all these games. Um, in games, sure, they've been down. I mean, they felt adversity against Columbus. They were down five goals going into the third period and showed an ability to come back and, and put you know, the pedal down when they needed to, get that into overtime and, and get a point. So that would be, that would be one instance. Um, no, but other than that, I'm trying to think of my mind's blanking. Yeah, I follow it pretty closely, too. And no, 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 it wasn't a trick question. I don't think they have faced adversity yet. And that could be a lot of things. That could be a long losing streak. That could be injuries. Gosh knows. Um, the reason I bring that up is because sports is all the same. That's why I can talk, and you two, um, intelligently, I'd like to think, on a variety of different leagues because the concept of sports is all the same. So you look at the Eagles talked about it last hour Philadelphia Eagles they've now lost three in a row including a last minute loss last night on Monday Night Football the fans want you to go clicking on all cylinders all the way through the year you don't want that you don't because at some point adversity will hit and if it's in the playoffs you're screwed you look at the 2016 Calgary Stampeders they didn't have adversity until the Grey Cup game and they lost. You want those bumps in the road along the journey. That's where you learn. That's what brings teams together. But people don't understand that. And for the Leafs, it's not a compliment when I say they only play as hard as they have to. You knew that when I said it. They only play as hard as they have to. Because that tells you the talent's there. They have everything they need. Why they can't be consistent? <laughs> Probably only God knows, and maybe the hockey gods. Because when they run up against a team, and you said it, like Vegas, like Colorado, teams that play, well, I'm not going to put Colorado in that. Vegas, for sure. They'll, mul they'll mulch them. So anyways, Darren's take. We'll see what Leafs team shows up tonight. <laughs> Great take. Uh, Jen says, hopefully the Oilers can turn it around. And by the way, that's another thing. They faced their adversity in November. We talked about it yesterday on the show, and it'll be in our um, year-end. What was it? It's in my notes. November 18th, roughly. Maybe it was the 12th, November, that they fired. Hang on. Let me get it straight. Knob lock. I'd like to think they went through their adversity, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, where is it? Mm -mm -mm. November 12th. They fired Jay Woodcroft. They're still not in a playoff spot. I think they need a stepladder to even look at it. They got 27 points. They're five points out of a playoff spot, the Edmonton Oilers, and that's with an eight-game winning streak. So 
Are you a believer in that stat, that 80% of teams at U.S. Thanksgiving, if you're in a playoff spot, will go on to make the playoffs? That also means 80% of teams not in a playoff spot will miss, correct? Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's not good if you're an Oilers fan. Well, it's not. That's not But the fact that, you know, most of the teams I would look at that aren't in a playoff spot, if you go up and down the teams, you go up and down the rosters of these teams that aren't in the playoffs right now, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to, to be confident that any one of them could go on seven, eight-game winning streak, nine-game winning streak. Like, if you went over to Bet Regal to say if that was a bet you could place, I don't know that you'd be putting a, a bet on these non-playoff teams. But the Oilers, you might. And I think that's the one reason why Oiler fans mm. can go into the holidays slightly optimistic because they have the talent and they've been playing so far below their potential that they can go on an eight-game win. We've seen it. So they can turn things around. But the problem is they can also go and disappear for eight games too. And they may be at the start of that again. <laughs> so that's, that's the part that's really frustrating for Oiler fans. And it's not really new. Um, I I will defer to this before we move on. Dale Talon and our Cats and Bolts podcast, the former GM of the Panthers and the Blackhawks saying, oh, the orders will be fine. I encourage anybody to go back and watch our podcast, the Cats and Bolts podcast that Serena and I host because Dale Talon was just a gem. And he said the reason they'll be fine is that they have talent. There's not a lot to worry about. If you got a good, talented team, that's a great place to start. And the Leafs are the same. It's when you got a bad team. When you're Chicago, like the guy said, who's going to win a Stanley Cup first, Bedard or McDavid? The Blackhawks are so far from it. I wonder how long it'll be before they're even in the playoffs, let alone a contender. But anyways, of those 11 games, let's just for fun, throw it out for Bet Regal, our official betting partner. Let's pick the winner tonight. You and me, 11 games. And we'll do it rapid fire. Vegas at Carolina. Who wins? Vegas. I'll say Carolina, and by the way, I saw this note today from Hurricanes, some Facebook page that I follow. Rod Brindamore, first man in the history of this planet to play, to play 1,400 NHL games and coach 400. <laughs> Philadelphia at New Jersey. There's a good one. Who wins? I'll take the, the Flyers. <laughs> I've got the Devils. Trying nice. to get their act together. And I, I want to say Philadelphia is who we thought they were, but they're becoming the talk of the NHL. Columbus at Buffalo. Toilet bowl. Who wins? Who cares? Columbus at <laughs> Buffalo. Who wins? I'll take the Sabres in this one. Okay. The St. Louis Blues skate, is, skate into Tampa Bay, taking on the Lightning at Amelie Arena. To quote Lynch, yeah. this should be a laugher. Moving what on. You, what do you got? <laughs> Tampa. Yeah, me too. Minnesota at Boston? Bruins. Me too. Rangers at Toronto. You got to pick one. I'll take the Leafs at home. I'll take the Leafs. Oilers at Islanders. I'll go first. I'll take Edmonton. Okay, then I'll take the Islanders. The Vancouver Canucks at the Nashville Predators. Yeah, I'll take Vancouver to win that one. Colorado at Chicago. That should be easy. I'm, I'm going to take Chicago in an upset. 
Wow. This one should be easy. Jacques Martin makes his Senator's debut. Sends at Arizona. Yeah, it's it, dead cat bounce, right? <laughs> it's got to be Ottawa winning at Mullet it's Arena. Gotta, gotta it, think. It's got to be Ottawa, but this Arizona team has been fun to watch. I'll still take the sense. L.A. Kings at San Jose, by the way. Kings for me. Kings. Yeah, Kings times two. All right. John Ohm, Ohm writes in from Winnipeg and says, my special almost world famous Johnny O's chili is finished. Who needs a bowl of chili? Mmm, baby. I'm a big chili fan. It's a specialty of mine. And I remember when I lived in Prince Albert, I was the, um, well, when I was voice of the Raiders, I was the celebrity chili chef, what should I say? Celebrity taste tester for a chili cook-off. And it was at the Marlboro Inn for the people in PA that know that town. And uh, there was like five or six different chilies and what a great job to have, right? Okay. And then the guy that won it, well, the guy that won it, he had chunks of steak in his chili. And I was like, bruh, come on. That's not even fair. And he goes, well, I'm the professional chef at blah, 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 blah. The PA, and I'm like, well, that's not fair. You shouldn't allow professional chefs to go in these things. But they did, and I didn't make the rules. And I voted for his chili, and he won. And uh, I don't always put steak in my chili, but sometimes when I've got the time and I feel like a little schutzpah, uh, as I've learned, I put steak in my chili. And I'll kick John's ass, I'm sure. Anyways, Unreal. we'll be back in a moment. How about that? Yeah, Matthew... Matthew Barnaby is on the way, not next, but in this hour. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com.
Matthew Barnaby coming up here in hour two as we roll on with episode number 1145 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Television, radio, streaming. We got it all. By the way, next week, we got our World Junior Special. We have our best of, our New Year's countdown shows. It's all fantastic. Moose joins us from Toronto. We got a lot of the hockey talk that I wanted to get out of the way. We'll get into more with Barney coming up. I'll do audience takeover here, viewer takeover right now for as much as we can, Darren. And from the audience, Phil writes in and says, I'd like to see Nathan Rourke come back to the CFL because right now he's the living version of Johnny Cash's I've been everywhere for the NFL. Uh, <clears throat> no, he hasn't. Please don't annoy me. He's in his rookie season and he's only been with Jacksonville. So please... I love our audience, but please, he has not been everywhere. He's on his second team. My God, in these days of pro sports, that's, like, that's literally nothing. And the reason we bring that up, and I, that's why I said we talked about hockey earlier. We're going to talk about everything here now, but the poll question for our friends at the Key Auto Group, Key Auto Group, driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Um, let me just check the, uh, what the votes are for that. Should Nathan Rourke come back to the CFL? It was a little tongue-in-cheek, although I also knew how people would vote. It's 57% saying, no, he shouldn't come back to the and uh, to the CFL, 43% saying, yes, he should come back to the CFL. Highly predictable that that many people of our audience and pollsters would expect that he would come back. But, Darren, that's, he has not exactly had a rough NFL experience. I'm sorry. No, not at all. It's his first opportunity down there you know, to be on a roster, to get at it a couple of times, and now be somebody coveted that, you know, the New England Patriots wanted to claim. I thought that was, that's a sign that, you know, you are where you need to be. You know, you're a commodity that, that people want. Um, I think it's a good thing. So, no, you're going to be down there till you get your shot. And when, when you are in your mind and in your, in your heart, know that it's not going to work, that you're getting no's, then you'll come back. But right now, he's getting yeses. It's on the raw practice roster. Now he's been told by New England, we want to claim you and put you on our active roster for three weeks. So no, he's getting a lot of yeses, a lot of green lights. He's going to keep continuing to give this a shot. How soon before you think the Patriots are respectable again? Like, I'm very... I got to make notes for our Thursday Boca Bowl preview because we're going to have a lot of football talk on Thursday. Our Boca Raton Bowl preview. The Patriots are three and eleven. They've got massive quarterback problems. Basically, Mac Jones has not turned out. Their first round pick out of Alabama. They've benched him. Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky. Exactly. Who's that? Is their starting quarterback now? So Nathan Rourke's going there. And I read the story of Three Down Nation that said that from a source or a scout or somebody telling Three Down that Rourke will never be more than a backup. The problem is people take that as gospel. How do you know? 
By the way, the guy's name isn't even on it. And that's fine. I report that way too at times. But how can you say that? He's not taken one snap in the NFL, and most people will tell you that he's good enough to be there. How could you boldly say he'll never be more than a backup? That's wrong, in my opinion. You? One person can have that opinion, but it's like going to a movie and saying, this movie will not be in, up for an award. This movie will not... Well, that's your opinion. You don't like it. Other people might like it. You know, when you look at Nathan Rourke, one team might say he's nothing more than a backup. But the next team sees him as exactly what they need. Um, it's so subjective, and you just got to put your head down, block out the noise, and just play football and find a way to be in a situation that works for you. And hopefully this is it for Nathan. Well, a couple things, by the way. I, 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 I guess it, I just thought everybody can see this, but maybe they can't. The wave of... What's hot? Nathan Rourke is hot in Canada. It's not an NFL. There's a million Nathan Rourkes in the States. There's only one in Canada. See what I'm saying? You put Nathan Rourke in the headline of anything, and people go nuts. This is our most voted on poll in ages. Nathan Rourke. That's why we're talking about it. It's like Connor Bedard when he was filling rinks. Get on the crest, the wave, man. It's not always going to be. That's why we're talking about it here. And Andrew Ray, one of our members of the audience, writes in and says, uh, I want to clarify this. He goes, the poll question was, should he, not would he? Two different questions. I don't understand what you're saying. I typed the question. I came up with a question. Should Nathan Rourke return to the CFL? and stop being jerked around in the end. Should he? Period. What does would he come back? What does that even mean? The answer is the same to both. It's the same. It's not two different questions. He's not coming even back. Even if it is. And by the way, it's Even different. if it is two different questions. What? It's the same answer. It's like, do you think he wants to come back? And should he come back? Because sometimes uh, you want to do something that's not the best for you, right? I want to stay in the NFL, but... I probably should come back because it's probably, you know what I mean? So I understand splitting the question, but the answer is the same for both. He wants to stay there. He will stay there. And he should stay in the NFL. It's open and shut. Well, and there's a game changer now from what it used to be. And I apologize. Somewhere lost in the comments is Phil Kershaw writing in the former chairman of the CFL Board of Directors watching from Maple Ridge which, by the way, his son Mike's leaving Rice University to go coach at uh, Mississippi College. Just wanted to let you know that, Moose, and the world, because Mike is wow. from the Queen City and uh, a friend of uh, a lot of our audience. But back in the day, when we talk about quarterbacks like Ricky Ray that went to the NFL and came back and Dave Dickinson that went to the NFL and came back, there's a myriad of guys. It wasn't even close both financially nor physically. Why would I stay in a practice roster in the States and make 50 grand versus come to Canada and make a half a million or more? It's not, the, it's not it anymore. You can go to the NFL and not even hold the clipboard, be on the damn practice roster and make $200,000 US or do what he's doing now. Somebody said he will clear by the end of the year, or gross, whatever, a half a million US. Couple of years of that, and he's never going to have to work again. And by the way, people, if you've never not worked but had the money, 
It's nice. So it's, you see, it's not like 20 years ago where the money wasn't worth it to stay in the NFL. This is my point, Darren. And I wonder how many people realize that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And as much as it's about money, it's about chasing your dreams and all the rest. Um, yeah, at some point, he'll just want to play in a football game. At some point, he might want to do that. And sure, I get, you can understand that. And at that point, he'll make a decision that's based on what he wants. But you only have so much of an opportunity to go and chase your dreams. He's been playing college football down there. You know, it's the NFL. He can play at that level. And now he wants to get the opportunity. You know, like, let the kid do what he wants to do. Yeah, well, exactly. And oh, we're having a great debate. I hope people aren't getting upset because I'm not. Paul watching in Humboldt with an interesting comment. He says, regarding Nathan Rourke, didn't Chris Jones say he didn't see Cody Fajardo as a starting quarterback? He did, but he didn't mean it. Just so you know, that was to get in Fajardo's head, which I might... I don't know whether it worked or not. The first time they played against each other that year, Fajardo walked all over them with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So that was Jones playing posse. That's the whole other thing, a topic for another time that we ain't going to get into today, throwing up a smoke screen. And the problem is, and I fall for it too, not as much as Joe Fan, but I do fall for it at times, believing everything I hear. And you can't. You shouldn't. <laughs> You're a moron if you do. I'm not saying you, Paul, but Jones had everybody believing, including Cody Fajardo, that he didn't think Fajardo was a starting quarterback. And you know how I know that? Was because Edmonton was one of the six teams Cody heard from last year in the offseason. Now, the best offer that he got was from Montreal, but Edmonton turned around and wanted to at least have a conversation with signing Cody. That was Jones trying to get in somebody's head. Which, by the way, is games that I don't play, so I don't really understand it, but that's what that was. Um, I should finish the quick six, which we haven't done. Not that it's that major, but Gary Trent Jr. came off the bench for a season-high 22 points and 10 rebounds as the Toronto Raptors rallied past the Charlotte Hornets, 114-99 in NBA play on Monday. The I'm, I don't mind saying it. The Raptors are so far off my radar, I didn't even know that Gary Trent was still there. That's not a big deal. I would think NBA fans aren't watching this show anyways. But I'll just say Gary Trent remains my favorite Raptor. I just didn't even know he was still playing there. And um, here's one to point six. There are 11 games in the NHL tonight with four Canadian teams in action. We'll get into this more with Barney next segment, but the Ottawa Senators with interim coach Jacques Martin behind the bench visit the Arizona Coyotes. As we discussed earlier, the Leafs host the Rangers, the Canucks visit Nashville, and the Islanders entertain the Oilers. What's the expectation, by the way, for the Sens and Jacques Martin? Because there's, I would think they're hoping to get into the playoffs. You gonna tell me Given the stat, the 80% stat, that Calgary, Edmonton, and Ottawa, who were all out of the playoffs at U.S. Thanksgiving, are, are going to get in? How about none of them will? There's a great poll question for you right there. Which one of those three get in? Probably none. But 
can Ottawa save their season? I don't think they can. It's going to be really tough. If you're going to be one of the 20% to get into the playoffs and make that jump from being outside looking in, you better have a reason that's more than, oh, I think we're good enough, or I think we can. Like when you looked at the, we looked at the Oilers earlier, we, that's a team that has the skill set and they're underperforming. They can go on an eight-game run. You're confident that at some point they can reel off six, seven, eight in a row. With Ottawa, their little reason that they might get in is because they have games in hand. They still have a talented team, but they've got a bunch of games in hand. The difference is they just have to win them. And if Jacques Martin can take this, like, call the dead cat bounce, new coach coming in, if they can reel off a few wins here and use those games in hand to get right back into contention, they could kind of press reset on their season and be a playoff team. But they have to take advantage of this opportunity of these extra games. Sure, but I'll say this. They're in the Atlantic Division. Who are they going to surpass out of Boston, Toronto, Florida, and Tampa? <laughs> and, and, and by the way, they're dead last right now. They're dead last. Jim in Cold Lake, uh, sorry, Jim in Balgoni Sask writes in. He says, okay, wait, steak in Chile? I think my life might have just changed with that gem. I know, right? Free of charge, free cooking tips. Walk with Yan has turned into Walk with Rod today. You have to be a certain age to remember that show. <laughs> and Rob in Cold Lake, Alberta says, also, Nathan Rourke and his brother Curtis would have a built-in rivalry. Um, sure, but I'm sure he's not thinking about that. Okay, Moose, I think you're done for the day. Saddle you up bet. and Toodle see you later. Up. The 18th all-time NHL penalty minutes leader, best-selling author, Matthew Barnaby joins us next. Get your hockey questions in now. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless? or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain. It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Okay, it is a hockey game day here in Florida. One of 11 games is in Tampa Bay where the Lightning are home to the St. Louis Blues. And I'm dying to get this guy's opinion on this game. Jacques Martin makes his Ottawa Senators second debut as they visit Arizona tonight. Matthew Barnaby is from Ottawa, makes his home in Ottawa. Barney, the famed NHL pest, joins us. He's not a pest to us. Best-selling author. Merry Christmas, Barney. Can I ask you, what's the expectation for Jacques Martin as this team is dead last in the standings and for this team? Well, Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners out there. Thanks for having me on. Uh... What's expectations? Consistency. 
I mean, playoffs, I heard you guys in the segment before, and there's no chance this team is competing for a playoff position. If they go on a six-game heater, there's still six back of the Florida Panthers who are a way better team. And if anyone's watched this team, they give up way too many chances against. They haven't had a goaltender that's been any good here for seven years. So, no, playoffs are not in the realm of possibility, RP, but consistency. They want to see this team compete and be in games and not the same mistakes over and over. And full disclosure, I love DJ Smith, the guy. Was it his time to go? Yeah, it was probably time to go last year. But they gave it one more kick of the can and new ownership comes in. And Lauer, Stayhouse, you knew that there was going to be changes if this team wasn't in a playoff position or competing for a playoff position. Probably should have been done at least a month ago. Unfortunately, now they're out of it. They have zero chance. I agree. And by the way, Bernie, I see what you did there with your television on Game Plus right now. Thank you so much. Uh, you're a guy that I believe you. When you say you watch the show all the time, I knew that I could believe you. And I thank you for that. But what are the I, chances I, I, Ann Lauer I, I, didn't I, I, know what... I, I, I had it on earlier. I had it on earlier, but we know Aaron Rodgers comes on the Pat McAfee show every, every day at the same time at, <laughs> on Tuesday. So I did, I did turn off for about 15 minutes, but it's right back on. Hey, I appreciate you, because I know McAvee ain't going to be talking about the NHL, which, curiously, I want to talk with you about the Jets in a second, and I'm talking New York Jets, before we go off the air here. But, I mean, number one, how much due diligence did Ann Lauer do with this hockey team, A? And, B, um, so the, is Steos not the interim GM? You got interim GM, interim head coach. Oy vey. This was supposed to bring stability, this sale. Yeah, it, it will. It, it will bring stability. And I, I like Stevie Steos. I think he's a good hockey guy. But he's in a new position as well. He was only one year in, in Edmonton in, in a front office. So it is a, definitely a learning curve. Jacques Martin, he's brought in to brought, bring some, some continuity on the defensive side of the puck. This team will be able to score goals. They're, they're very similar to my New York Jets, and I tweeted it out the other day. They're very good offensively, not one of the best in the league, but they have a lot of great young studs that are going to be great hockey players in the future. But right now, there's a lot of cheating going on on the offensive side of the puck. Defensively, they gave up way too many grade-A chances. And when you don't have goaltending like we had in Dominic Asik, you're going to lose more games than you win. And that's where, the, where they are right now. But Ann Lauer, did he do his due diligence? I think he did. I think he was also surprised with a few things with, with Pierre Dorian and the way that that unfolded. And I just think, I, I think he did what you should do as an owner. You don't come in and, and make changes right away. You have to form your own opinions on the people that are in charge, whether it's the GM or the coach, and give themselves time to either prove that they're the guy for the future, or then maybe you confirm in your mind what you thought going in. But I, I, I don't like when people come in and just, just fire everyone and bring in their own guy. Give them, give, give yourself yeah. time to really assess, and that's what they did. Yeah, really good point on that. By the way, uh, you're a proud Blackhawks alum, and I wish we had more time. I would get into more stories about that. Uh, I love that section of your book with Chicago. So you're obviously following the Blackhawks real closely. What's a reasonable timeline before they're even respectable? A, let's say, in the playoffs let alone a contender? I'd say playoffs, it's going to take 
another two to three years after this, there's just not not enough surrounding Connor Bedard. They're just they're they're a young team, um, and they are going to be near the bottom uh, for a long time. We've seen how long Buffalo has been out of the playoffs. It's not going to be that long, hopefully. Uh, certainly, Ottawa is is a team that has been out. This will be the seventh year that they're out of the playoffs. Buffalo, I think it's twelve. Uh, but I, I'd say two to three years where they compete, compete for a playoff spot. That doesn't even get them in. But Connor Bedard is a special player, and I, I think they will surround him within the next couple of years with a team that can compete for a playoff spot. Yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be a while, and I just, I love it. There's more hockey fans here in South Florida than people understand, because there's people coming up to me and saying, poor Bedard, they got to get rid of Bedard. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Doesn't work that way. He's not the first number one overall pick to be on a bad team. That's how it works. You know what I mean? But at least they're talking about it. They care. Now, speaking of bad teams, Bernie, you spent, you played for the Rangers. You know, I spent a lot of time in New York. You'll get this. I walked up to a hotel on Fifth Avenue, two doormen. I said, guys, I'm looking for the Jets game. Do you have it on TV? Doorman goes, why? <laughs> this was like 10 years ago. They've that? been bad forever. Yeah, this was in New York. I don't know. You got to tell me why you're a Jets fan and why you stay a Jets fan. I, you know what? I loved the sack exchange when I was like 12 years old. I turned on a game and my brother was a Minnesota Vikings fan. And I, I watched this one game and, and Mark Gastineau, Joe Pleco, Marty Lyons. And I, I fell in love with the way that Mark Gastineau celebrated after he got a sack. And just ever since then, I, I, I've, I've been a fan. I should have changed a long time ago. Listen. It's been 38 years of misery. Not a lot of great things have went on. I missed the Super Bowl. I missed uh, Broadway Joe. Uh, got to meet him since. He's a, a wonderful man. But I just never wanted to change. I never wanted to be that guy that jumped on a bandwagon of a team. But this was the, I can, I can say, the most excited I've ever been at the start of the year with the young talent that surrounds Aaron Rodgers, and I was at that game, and four plays in, he goes down. It, it went from the loudest stadium I've ever been in to the quietest stadium I've ever been in, and the expectations obviously went out the door. The, they, they, they have a top three defense, even though the numbers won't portray that. When, when you give the team the ball starting on your 25 or 30 or inside your five, you know most of the time you're going to give up points. So. Give that defense 17 points a game, and this playoff team. Unfortunately, come back this year. He's really changed the minds of a lot of Jets fans and expectations. Uh, but he also said he wants to play two or three more years, which would be able and hopefully he can do it because he's changed my my view on him as a, a person and, and a player. I knew he was always great, but but as a person and a, and a motivator. Oh, my friend, Barney, I wish you and I had a show together. I really do. Because, okay, you were breaking up there a little bit, but I got the, the, the idea of what you were saying about Aaron Rodgers. But that New York media, my God. Oh. Yeah, Rodgers saying, saying all the right things. But what I've heard, because I listen to it all the time down here, they're like, he's a narcissist. He wants to control the message, blah, 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 blah. Like, you, there's, you can't win with a lot of those guys and girls there. You just can't. Did we lose him? Did we lose Barney? Oh, he's gone. Oh, it was good. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, Aaron Rodgers is in there 
say, and it was not on Mac, or maybe it was on McAfee. He was ripping um, New York media for how the lousy franchise and how the media has a big hand in that. And I was actually buying into that. And the New York media just turned on him. Oh, okay, right, yeah, a quick one, Barney. Get that New York media, man. You just can't win with those guys. And Aaron Rodgers was pointing out all was wrong with the Jets. It might have been on McAfee. And he said the media was a big problem with the Jets, and the media just turned on him, man. I don't think he cares, but have you ever seen media like that, Town? Wow. Uh, go to Toronto. Go to Toronto and be a Maple Leafs player <laughs> when, 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 it, when it goes bad, you know, if, Anytime you call out the media and you're not playing well, you can do it when you're, you're, you're playing well. And, you know, he does try to control the narrative a little bit, and he's a star player, and there's so much expectation. But he also has set the bar very high that when things don't go well, and a lot of focus has been on Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, right? And that's his good friend and a reason why he is there, a big reason why he is there. So he is coming to the defense of a lot of people that he believes in, in the end, when you don't win, you're always going to be wrong, and the finger is always going to be pointed at you. Absolutely. Barney, thanks uh, for coming on. Thanks for watching. Merry Christmas. Are you got a Sask trip in the holidays or in the new year planned? Uh, in the new year. I think I'm there in March and in June. Oh, beauty. I probably will, too. All right, hopefully our paths right. cross. Thanks, Matthew. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the holiday season. All right, cheers. You as well. Keep up the good work, bud. The great Matthew Barnaby, best-selling author, 18th all-time NHL penalty minutes. We'll be right back with overtime, sports update, and viewer takeover right after this. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, here we go with Overtime, and it is a proud presentation of our good friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary. I have said it before, and I will say it again. If the kids are sitting there going, we're bored, there's nothing to do over these Christmas holidays, take them to Overtime Lanes in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast, right, Randy and Michelle? It's uh, batting cages for hockey, as I like to say, top golf for hockey. Hey, Barney, you're watching in Ottawa right now. It, doesn't that sound like the greatest thing? I was thinking about this overtime hockey lanes in Calgary. I'm like, what if we had that when we were kids? Oh, wait, we did. Completely unsanctioned. In the garage, in the driveway, in the street. Thump, thump, thump. Well, now, licensed bar for the parents. Restaurant. I'm telling it's the greatest thing where skill and fun collide. Overtime hockey lanes in Calgary. Write it down. Speaking of Calgary, Ron Thompson writes in from Cowtown, and he says the Flames are in a very good position if we have to make a trade. Tanev, Hannafin, Lindholm playing relatively decent, which should bring back respectable assets or players. We are rebuilding, and it looks promising. I love your optimism. I do. I think about the multiple golf tournaments that I emceed this summer in Calgary, specifically the Rocky Mountain Rotary Classic 
Yeah, that was the one where I said, show of hands, who's optimistic about the Flames this year? Who's positive? And there weren't that many hands up in the room. And when I looked around at who's were, it was Joel Otto, Tim Hunter, uh, Colin Patterson, Lanny McDonald. They had to. So, yeah, they can sell these guys off. But you know what? The elephant in the room is that Jonathan Huberto contract. When I read, I mean, I just, you just forget about the fact that Huberto's even there. He's been pointless in nine games. It's a career-long drought. Ten millions all they're paying the guy for the next eight years. Oy vey. Tough to rebuild when you're paying that. Like, I... We got to get some Flames analysts on. If they would say what they're thinking, I'm not sure they're even allowed. Very nice card from the Tim family in Red Deer. Thank you. They've texted it into the 902-518-3033 Sober Carpenter text line. Thank you, the Tim family in Red Deer. Appreciate you. Sports update on this Tuesday. Basketball great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is recovering from surgery for a broken hip after falling at a concert in L.A. A spokesperson says the six-time NBA MVP is facing three months of recovery. I wanted to read this when Moose was on, and then I forgot. But we were in the souvenir store at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., and I swear to God, Serena was with us. Kareem was there. The all-time leading scorer of the NBA at the time. But we were too shy to go up and say, hey. For all the world, it looked like Kareem, but we were just, we didn't, just in the off chance that it wasn't. I'm talking... Right downtown, L.A. Convention Center. The biggest souvenir store you ever saw. Kareem was there. I think. Or a guy that looked just like him. Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke is joining the New England Patriots as a waiver pickup, according to an NFL Network report. The Patriots plucked Rourke off the Jacksonville Jaguars practice roster in the first-year NFL quarterbacks expected to be part of the Patriots' active roster for the remainder of the season. Hot-button topic... And it's our po- he was the MVP, uh, most outstanding Canadian in the CFL last year. He was born in Victoria, raised in Oakville. Should he come back to the CFL? No. But doesn't mean we can't talk about it. As our producer today, Tuna, said, why would he come back now? This is his best chance he's ever had to play in the NFL. I'm like, I know that. You know that. But the people that can't see outside the CFL tunnel still think that's the best place for him. Hence, the results are like 50-50. This sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In Landmark Cinemas now, Silent Night. From legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. Not one word of spoken dialogue in the whole movie, and it's a shoot 'em up thriller. Go check it out. Silent night this Christmas. And uh, the sports update and our hockey coverage brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing Company. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit commoncrown.ca. We're in the final minute. Last minute of play in the RP show today. I want to thank Jeff Reinbold. I want to thank Matthew Barnaby. Oh, man, I can see why. Well, I know the viewers love it, but I love it. And isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day? Wayne in BC, well, that was a fun two hours. Allie in Texarkana, a great show today. I'm hungry after all of that chili talk. Gonna go find some lunch. 
Thank you, Randy in Winnipeg, Jen at the Four Seasons, all of you all. Enjoy the hockey, the sports, maybe the Frisco Bowl tonight, if that's your thing. And we'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>